Hi there, my name is Eric Heinlich, and welcome to Gleanings and Gatherings Podcast. It's great to be with you here today, and uh, it's been an amazing weekend, and I am just so excited this morning about uh, all that God is doing. This past Saturday, we had our uh, biannual board meeting here at Victory Acres and welcomed our board of directors, and it's uh, it's just so exciting to see um, the progress and to talk about vision and and the direction that uh, God is leading us uh, here at the farm and also uh, in the other cities where we're uh, working and where we're contemplating uh, reaching out, um, beginning some some exploration. And uh, then uh, Saturday night we had our uh, 17th annual uh, harvest celebration here at Victory Acres and it was just a special time. We boiled peanuts over a fire and we uh, just had some really great food and a, a great, oh, hayride, just all kinds of fun stuff. And it was just a time of celebration, just remembering what God has done here over the past 17 years, uh, 17 growing seasons, I should say. You know, it was in October 2005 that I first came here to the farm, uh, the family farm at the time, and walked the farm and really sketched out what I could see happening here by faith. And at the time, uh, you know, we're working in inner city Indianapolis. Uh, we don't have any money. We don't even have our own building. We're just a poor inner city congregation. And the idea of owning a farm and managing that, developing that as a place for hospitality and healing was just really a dream. And I didn't know how in the world it, it could happen. But uh, yesterday, I, I shared with the congregation, uh, the title of my message was Asking Father. Uh, there was a book that uh, I read growing up uh, by that title, and uh, it was just a, a book of stories of amazing miracles that God had done uh, for Christians throughout the, the years and over the centuries. And uh, it really helped uh, boost my faith as a, a young person. Uh, I preached from Matthew chapter 7, and, and Jesus says there, Ask, and it shall be given Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks receives, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And, you know, that's a, that's a pretty amazing statement right there. There are a lot of people that would doubt that, would doubt that that's true. And would say, well, you know, I asked God for a brand new Lamborghini, and I didn't get it. And, uh, you know, to, to ask in that way is to not understand what, our father is really like, you know, my children ask me for a lot of things and thankfully I don't give them, uh, the things that they ask for because I know better. And, uh, if I gave them all the candy that they wanted, uh, their teeth would be a whole lot worse than they are. But because I love them, I tell them, no, uh, there are things that, uh, they think are good, but, but I know better. And, and Jesus goes on there in that same passage to say, What man is there of you who, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Um, he asks for something nourishing, and instead he gives him something that's just a cruel joke. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Will he give him something dangerous or deadly uh, when he's asked for, for food? He says, Then if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And another, another gospel passage says, your heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. You know, God's desire, first and foremost, is to give us himself. 
And along with that, he wants to give us good gifts as his children. And I've, I've witnessed that again and again. God has been so amazing uh, to us and to our ministry across the years. It's been amazing how he has provided. And uh, so yesterday, I just took some time to, uh, to just uh, recount some stories of God's provision for us here at Victory Acres and to share some of the many ways that God has across the years just you know, provided for us, uh, many times miraculously. And uh, one of the stories that I told was uh, a story of, of God's provision for us when uh, we were um, shortly after both my grandparents had passed away and we were in the process of, of trying to figure out how in the world we were going to renovate the farmhouse. And uh, there was a lot that needed to be done there a lot of things that needed to be updated, including the wiring that was just downright dangerous. If anybody was going to live in there, um, there was, uh, an old hundred amp box, uh, outside that, uh, really, um, had all kinds of wires going into it. And, um, there was, uh, there was a real need to, uh, to rework all that. And, but, but how were we going to do the things that needed to be done? And at the time, our little family was living in a, a little tiny two bedroom mobile home, um, that was, uh, 40 years old. And, uh, we were, uh, getting ready to have another child and we weren't quite sure where we were going to put her. And so we were praying about that. And I remember getting the call from brother Wayne in Alaska. And he said, you know, we've been praying and, and thinking and, and just would like to come down and see what you're doing. And, and, uh, wondered if, uh, if you might have need for a truck. And I said, well, <laughs> The, the farm truck we had just uh, blew an engine two weeks ago. Uh, yes, we could use a truck. And so they drove a truck all the way down from Kasilov, uh, Alaska, and brought it with them and uh, gave it to us to use. And uh, they looked around, and and we had a, a wonderful conversation and and, and uh, a wonderful time together. And, and I really wasn't quite sure what to expect. And uh, he called a, about a day later and said, you know, we've, we've looked at this and have been praying about it, and we feel like that God wants us to help you and your family be able to get into this house and uh, to renovate that, get it ready so that your family can move in. And so they uh, they came down, and uh, a group of them uh, pounded away on that house for uh, nearly a month and a half. And um, as they were leaving, um, we were moving in, and it was just an amazing thing. We moved in in February, and Esther was born in April. And uh, God provided through them in a miraculous way. And, and, you know, as they're doing the work, they said, you know, we're just going to do this the way we would do it for ourselves. And um, so we're going to pay for the materials, uh, uh, whatever you want above and beyond that, feel free to, to chip in and, uh, you know, buy the, the deluxe version if you want it. But uh, we're just going to do it the way we would do it if uh, we were doing it for ourselves. And, and they just did a superb job rewiring the house, redoing the the uh, bathroom area, and then also uh, updating the upstairs bedrooms and uh, making those to where uh, they would actually hold heat. Uh, because up to that point, there was uh, hardly any insulation and upstairs. It was uh, really, really cold um, during the winters. And so uh, they were just a huge blessing. But you know, it was more than just about getting the work done. Uh, in the process of that, God brought us a spiritual family. And still, I talked to Richard uh, regularly and uh, talk to Wayne um, quite a bit as well, different times. And, and they're just, they're, they're such spiritual family and people that God brought into our lives, not just for that moment, 
but uh, that have been a continuing, ongoing blessing to us. And so getting to go up and make maple syrup up at their farm in the Upper Peninsula and getting to visit them a few years back uh, there in, in Alaska and uh, being able to just uh, be spiritually connected uh, has been such a wonderful thing. And it was a gift from God. And uh, again, you know, God has a lot of ways of connecting people. But I found out uh, later after uh, talking with Richard, he said, you know, uh, Brother Wayne shared a little bit from uh, one of your newsletters in our morning uh, chapel service that we have. And he said, here I find myself on this excavator uh, out working and I just can't get this Eric Heimlich guy out of my mind. <laughs> and he said, it's crazy because I've never even met you. And he said, finally, I just stopped the excavator and I went inside. And I said, Wayne, I know we've got a lot going on here, but I really think we need to, to go help this Eric Heimlich guy. I think there's something we need to do there. And that was the genesis of uh, Wayne calling me. And they had no idea. They had no way of knowing that. I was praying. I was calling out to God, Lord, I need your help. How are we going to do this? I have no earthly way of making this happen. And they were an answer to my prayers. You know, uh, in that scripture in Matthew where it says ask, it's in present tense. And and the Greek implies ask and keep on asking. Uh, Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And it's not that, you know, we're finally trying to wear God down like, uh, you know, the young mom in the grocery store checkout line that, you know, finally after her little three-year-old has asked for the 500th time for something through the store, finally says, okay, fine already. You you can have the candy bar. Just, just quit. Um, It's not that we're trying to do that with God. God knows what we need. He really does. And he cares, but you know, he, he wants to get us to that place where we are willing to lay aside our own pride our own uh, desire to be self-sufficient and that we are insistent enough with our need that we're willing to lay that aside and just come to him like we are. You know, and as long as we're, we're trying to make anything out of our own lives, as long as we're seeking after anything else, we cannot really have true faith. We've got to seek him. We've got to know him and know that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And, you know, and faith is is living every moment in his care. It's knowing that we do have a loving heavenly father who will not just give us a stone when what we really need is bread, but that he is good. And if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our heavenly father give good things to those that ask him. And that's been my experience. You know, God's given us good things here at uh, Victory Acres. And, uh, you know, in in October uh, 2020, uh, a couple came to Victory Acres from inner city Cincinnati. There have been a lot of things going on in their lives, but they just celebrated two years here with us as uh, ministry guests when they came, first of all. But now they've become a committed part of our ministry team. And Kira is heading up our guest services and uh, we've had over 800 camper nights this past year. And she's done an incredible job uh, preparing spaces and making beds and communicating with guests and actively meeting their needs. And, and she's just such a blessing. You know, every guest that comes to us, we see as someone who is 
coming to us as Jesus himself. And we want to serve every guest as we would serve Jesus. And that's our goal. Whether that's a, a guest that's coming from a ministry background in the inner city, or whether that's a guest that's coming to us uh, because they just need a, a clean, comfortable place to stay for the night. Uh, we want to serve them as we would serve Jesus. And there, it's amazing how many different uh, connections God has made uh, for us along the way. You know, we, we had a guest a few weeks ago that uh, was staying with us. And while he was there staying in the cabin, uh, he saw our congregation meeting outside. And he wandered down there and said, you know, could, could I join you? <laughs> so we would be happy for you to join us. And uh, we've, we've welcomed uh, many folks uh, for meals, and we've welcomed them into our gatherings, and we've welcomed them uh, to walk the trails and enjoy the prayer chapel and be part of our life together here at Victory Acres. And it's just been such a blessing to have Kiera heading that part up. Um, there wouldn't have been enough time and energy in my life and schedule to make that happen the way she has. And she's just added so much to the farm in that way. And Brother Matthew is... He's just an amazing uh, gift as well, and God has has really been working in his life, and and he has a pastor's heart, and he is uh, developing that, and it's amazing how God is using him. And Brother Eddie Chapman came to join us here as a volunteer in in January, and you know I remember when he first came, he said, "I feel like uh, God said to me, kind of like He did to Moses, you know, what do you have in your hand?" and and uh, I thought, well, I, I know how to farm and I know how to fix stuff a little bit. And, and I wondered what God could do with that. And I thought about Victory Acres and, and he came really in answer to our prayers and has been such a blessing here. And then uh, in May, uh, we welcomed 43 youth uh, along with uh, several families here to Victory Acres to our third annual Nehemiah Discipleship Program experience. And, you know, it was an intense time of work and of training and of discipleship. Through all of that, uh, God has brought so many uh, young people into our lives, and it's just been such a blessing to uh, to see how He's using this as we've uh, trained them in in lots of different areas, everything from welding to logging to childcare and uh, hand therapy, videography, all kinds of things that they've gotten to uh, experience. And putting tools in their toolbox really is is part of the reason for doing what we're doing. Uh, with the NDP program. We believe that ministry is life and that we're all called to be ministers of God's reconciliation. And so really helping young people not to just discern if they're called, but to begin to develop skills that they can use because we believe they are called, um, that they are um, called to be ministers of God's reconciliation in the world. And while some of them are going to do that as uh, bankers and as people that are, are working, you know, a nine to five kind of job, others are going to, you know, be working on cars and raising families for Jesus and, and developing skills to be a, a help within their church. But, but we want them to have tools in their toolbox to do that. And so um, that's uh, been a big part uh, here this, this past year. We had our summer training program in July after the NDP experience in June to see um, this place used um, as a place for discipleship and training this past year. And that really stepped up uh, to a whole nother level. You know, one of the things that uh, we're gearing up for right now and that we're just praying about is uh, just some city scouting trips. And uh, we're looking at places and looking at developing connections uh, with people in places where we may just go and speak. We may just uh, share um, uh, 
the the word that God's given us. Um, we may share some training, and uh, that may be something that may be helpful. Um, and so that uh, that may be something that uh, they would benefit from. Um, but also there there would also be the opportunity for them to be a part of this urban leadership network that we're developing. So urban leadership retreats that we're hosting, and for them to be part of working together and uh, fellowshipping together with others that are doing the same kind of thing. And then the fourth area is, is coaching. You know, we don't have all the answers, and we recognize that. But there are a lot of things that uh, God has uh, taught us along the way over the past 25 years, and we want to be faithful to share those those things with others as uh, God gives us the opportunity. And so we're just we're looking at reaching out and uh, just praying that God will lead us to the right places, to the right people, where we can really be a blessing and help to develop the work of urban ministry. We developed a series of, of classes a few years ago. We called it the Keystone Urban Institute. And uh, these uh, series of classes have been taught in several different Bible colleges over the past few years. And uh, we're in the process of dusting those off and refreshing those and getting those to a new generation of, of workers and leaders. We had something we called the uh, City Summit back in 2007. It was a great time. We brought folks together from all over to really talk about urban issues, uh, past, present, and looking at the future of urban ministry. And so we're hoping to be able to, to do that again. I had some conversations recently uh, with folks about uh, doing that in Detroit and uh, having an event uh, there that we would invite folks to and and that they could be part of in terms of really looking at cities and, and, and the opportunity in the cities. So there's a lot going on and a lot of good things. And we're asking God to continue to lead us in the directions that he wants us to go. And uh, this, this, uh, this past weekend has been full of, uh, of so much. And uh, as I just took time to walk yesterday and reflect with uh, Brother Sam Stratton from Indianapolis... You know, he started working with this, I think, somewhere along about 2003, probably about 20 years ago. And he and his young family are still living and working there in, uh, in inner city Indianapolis. And uh, they came yesterday, and we just uh, walked the farm a bit, and we're talking about life and what's going on in their world and, and just reflecting a little bit. And I was, just, I was just remembering again the relationships that God brings to us are so important. And I am thankful for all of the people uh, that he has brought to us along the way. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, um, that we're doing that there's no way that it could be done if it weren't for the people, if it weren't for the fact that God has sent us people with all kinds of gifts and abilities that are just doing an amazing job uh, there's a team in Detroit uh, running Awake Cafe, and, and Awake is doing really well, and, and God is, has really blessed uh, Johnny and Alice there and Tomway and Judy and, and the team uh, that's leading that and uh, just so encouraged uh, by, uh, by the progress that's being made there. And, uh, you know, I think about them. You know, there's, there's no way that what is being done could be done if it were just me. Uh, but God's given us a great team there in Detroit. God's given us a great team here at Victory Acres. And I'm so thankful for them. I'm thankful for what God is doing in them as well as through them. And to be a little tiny part of that is an incredible blessing. 
And uh, I'm thankful for the team that God has given me in my family. I've given God's given me a wonderful wife and uh, six wonderful children. And Kaylin is uh, down there putting tools in her toolbox at uh, Hope Sound Bible College right now, and uh, just growing in so many ways. And uh, every Sunday afternoon, I try to take time to uh, talk to her and to Becca by FaceTime, and uh, we we get together and just talk about the week and what God's teaching us and things that are going on. And as I sat yesterday afternoon, uh, just listening uh, to, uh, to what's going on there and how God is growing both of them in so many ways, uh, just so encouraging. You know, Becca was uh, working as my EA along with Kaylin, and uh, now she's uh, working in the, the president's office at uh, God's Bible School and College there. And uh, she's an assistant to uh, the president's assistant and uh, just learning so many things in that role as well as in her classes. And it's, it's just so encouraging. And uh, Sarah stepped up as my executive assistant. And uh, it's, uh, it's exciting to see how God is using her skills. She's a, she's a real go-getter. And uh, she's got a lot of drive. And her ability to organize has uh, just uh, made my office uh, a place that I enjoy coming to. <laughs> and uh, this past week, she uh, whipped it into shape again. And walking in here in the early morning and just, you know, the, the wonderful uh, sight and the, the the beautiful smell was just so inspiring. Uh, it's like, this is a place I want to work. And uh, just really thankful for for God giving me Sarah and uh, what a blessing she is. She is uh, completely different than Kaylin or Rebecca. Um, but uh, God has given her skills and she's developing those and uh, she's an important part of our team. And then Samuel, almost 14, and he's, uh, he's growing and developing and uh, him working together with me on wood projects and, and other things that uh, we're working on. It's just uh, so encouraging to see how he's growing into a, a young man that is uh, someone who loves the Lord and is, uh, is sensitive to God's leading. And then little Esther, she's uh, 10 now, and she's, uh, she's growing up fast. She's just got such a sweet, tender heart, and uh, she's practicing uh, shooting her compound bow right now for competition, and she's working on getting ready for competition that uh, we go to with Junior Convention and AC Student Leadership. But uh, she's, uh, she's growing into a fine young lady. And then uh, little Carissa is uh, five and uh, she's growing up so fast and uh, she's got such a, a huge imagination and right now she's got a pet caterpillar that she carries around with her wherever she goes in a little jar and uh, it's so cute to see uh, just uh, how much zest for life she has she's just a force to be reckoned with it's uh, uh she's just so she's got such a strong will and uh, we're trying to channel that towards uh, towards god and his way. She's, uh, she's very communicative and uh, raises her hand in every service and requests prayer for something uh, or thanks, thanks God for something. Um, but she's just such a blessing. And, and you know, they're my team. This, uh, this family that God has given me is a part of the team that he's given me to share life with. And uh, I am grateful for them. And I'm thankful for the opportunity that he's given us to be a little tiny part of his great big work in the world. And, you know, I just want to encourage you, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to, uh, to keep this in mind, but whatever team God has given you, be thankful for them. 
You know, I remember first starting out in ministry. God taught me a lesson. I was working there in inner city Indianapolis, and there were a couple of guys that, um, you know, joined our team. And uh, I was complaining to God, saying, "Lord, why didn't you know this guy? He's got more skills. Why, why can't I have this person?" And I remember God so clearly speaking to me and said, "Don't despise what I've given you. Be thankful for it. Being thankful for the team you have is a really important step." I think, uh, at least it was for me, being grateful. Uh, thank God that uh, this person is on my team and pray for them and, and develop the skills that God's given them and see the, the beauty um, in, the, in the person that God has made them to be. Don't despise it. Uh, don't look down on it. But uh, recognize that they are a gift and cultivate that gift. Don't, uh, don't just look at that and, and wish that you had someone better on your team. Um, continue to develop the team you have and continue to be thankful for the team you have. He that's faithful little will be trusted with more. That's the biblical principle. And, uh, you know, as I look out over the uh, farm landscape today here from my office window and see the, the bales of hay and I see the prayer chapel and I see the farmhouse that's Uh, got a new roof on it and new siding and all the things that God has done over these past just five years and all the things that he's done really over the past 17 years as he's helped us to pay off over 75% of the original purchase price of the farm and as he's helped us to be able to get equipment so that we can do some things and uh, just continue to just slowly develop the, the skills and the infrastructure that's here. You know, there, there are a lot of times when I look and see all that's not done. <laughs> I've got a, a lot of things on my list of stuff that I want to make sure gets done or that I hope gets done. But thanking God for what he has given us, um, I really think is uh, an important step. So I don't know where you're at today in all this, but I just want to encourage you uh, to continue to ask and to seek and to knock and to come back to God in faith, believing that he is a good God and he will give us good things. But in that same, in that same moment, being thankful, it's already given us. Being grateful for the community that we have. Being thankful for the team that he's given us. Being thankful for the opportunity that we have to be a little tiny part of his great big work in the world. <laughs> I think that's where it starts. Uh, I think the enemy so many times wants to get us so ungrateful and so wrapped up in in our discontent and what we don't have and seeing the glass is half full that we that we neglect the opportunity that's right in front of our nose because we're we're looking for the next rung on the ladder we're looking for the next position we're looking for the next job we're looking for the the, the next uh, opportunity whatever it may be but we're missing it We're missing it Uh, because uh, right in front of us, God is doing some good things and he is a good father and continuing to be grateful for what he's doing while at the same time, we continue to ask him for those things that we need and trusting him that he will provide. For Gleanings and Gatherings, have a great day.